Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Pack the Brew. This week, we are talking the championship series on both sides. Both sides go to a game seven. And man, for a slow start to a playoffs, it has just, it improved so quickly. The, the, The LCS has literally made up for how bad the playoffs were up until this point. So thank God. We know we finally had some interesting games. They both both these series are so much fun. Uh, Texas early 2-0 series lead. It's like, oh, okay, especially taking both in Houston. But just knowing the Astros, you know this series was not even close to over. I still think a lot of people were probably betting on Houston to win this series, which is understandable because Houston goes to Texas, steals all three games, one which was a blowout. But I mean, what was this? The fourth? time was it even that that uh, the road team won all seven games yeah no that is such an insane stat to me and when I came into school after the Astros win three straight I felt like the biggest idiot in the world because you're sitting there and I even said it on the divisional series show uh last week if you recall I said there are two things you don't bet against in this life it is Tom Brady and it is the Astros in the playoffs And I went against my own word, and I was almost wrong, but man, Adelise Garcia is a bad, bad man. Yeah, he's definitely the talking point of this series for multiple reasons. One, because of how well he did. But I want to go back to him being the enemy over in Houston. And, you know, sometimes we see guys turn into enemies to opposing fan bases for Lots of different reasons. Obviously, Manny Machado's enemy number one uh, over in Milwaukee because he tried to end Jesus Aguilar's career. He's been a lot better. He's been a lot more mature. I've given him that. Um, but not to not to do a 10-minute rant of Machado. But Garcia turned into an enemy because he got excited over the biggest home run of home run in his career. And it's not like he was pouring at Houston's dugout, you know, flipping them off, you know, yelling F you at the, it's not, he was, he just stared it down, man. That's baseball. If you're not celebrating at that type of moment, I don't understand. I know they're going to be like, well, look at Jose Altuve. Listen, Altuve has been a part of multiple world series championship teams. He's had some huge home runs. He had a home run to win the, to win the pennant. Man, I mean, like, it's hard to have a much bigger home run than that. He's been a part of everything possible at this point of his career. Garcia and the Rangers have not. So, yeah, it's, we'll act like you've been there before. But, no, you should show emotions in game 14 of the regular season in in mid-May. I don't care. Especially in the LCS. Exactly. And how are you supposed to act like you've been there before if you haven't? Elise Garcia has never been in this situation before. And... I saw, you know, you see all those tweets from Astros pages, rah, 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 like Jose Altuve has been there before, like whatever. But Adelise Garcia has did did in that series what I don't think we've ever seen a player do ever. He single-handedly made the Astros his, his team. He put the stamp of I own you on Houston, and it was just electric to see. You saw him have the a just massive home run with massive implications as grand slam in Houston to shut them all up, to put them up. I think it was nine to put them up. It was nine, two in the game that finished nine, two, where, you know, you're on your seat the entire game. And then Adelise Garcia busts this one open. And there is no coming back from that. If you're Houston, wow. Adelise Garcia have a series, but Ryan, you want to talk about this pitching staff? 
Yeah, for the Rangers, man. I mean, yeah, they had a couple rough ones, but I mean, again, they this this rotation keeps proving me wrong. And I, yet again, they did it. Guys like Nathan Evaldi, man. I I you guys know I'm like, oh, that's not a good contract. He's been a steal when you look at his numbers, what he's done in the postseason to what he got signed to. I I can I I cannot take my L enough times for someone like Nathan Evaldi and Max Scherzer came back. Did he struggle a little bit? Definitely. But to, to have someone like Max Scherzer back in that rotation, that just has to, to scare opposing lineups still. Yeah. It's a veteran presence. It doesn't matter who it is. If if, it, if it's a veteran presence in a lineup with as big of implications as it was, this, it was just an electric series, but Max Scherzer came in in the dagger, 2.2 innings pitch, four hits, two runs, two walks, and two strikeouts. But in some way, I mean, I feel like he kind of set the tone. He dialed back in. They pulled the trigger. Jordan Montgomery, you know, three hits, one strikeout. Josh Spores and Jose LeCleric both gave up a run, but that ended up only being the four that the Houston scored. And, I mean, they could have let up more if they really felt like it. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't mention uh, someone like Jordan Montgomery first. This was, I mean, this was like, oh, okay, that's a solid add to the rotation at the deadline from St. Louis. Nothing huge, nothing that's going to move the needle. Yeah, I don't think, no, it's not that I don't think. They are not in the World Series without Jordan Montgomery right now. He's been huge. This is a contract year, too. He's going to get a huge, he went from a, you know, maybe a two, three-year contract to a big boy contract. Not Garrett Cole, but to a big boy contract. Yeah, a 279 ERA in a contract year is a very, very good one for Jordan Montgomery. And the Rangers sent Dusty Baker into retirement. Uh, that is also a thing that I made a note of. Um, Dusty Baker with a fantastic, fantastic career. Yeah, Baker, one of the one of the nicer guys in the game. Uh, so much success. That's a Hall of Famer in my books for sure. I would be absolutely shocked if he was not to make it. Just a great guy, a lot of success. I mean... A lot of times these voters, we we talk about how bad these voters are sometimes. They won't vote for you because they don't like you. Who doesn't like Dusty Baker, though? I mean, he's like as cool as a guy as it gets. Exactly, yeah. A great series out in Texas, but man, what an NLCS. What a cap to the series that ended up going seven games. Uh, you know, when I said it was a game seven lock, I really, I really felt that way. And I felt that way all the way until the end of the game. Uh, Ryan, you know, go show some love to the Pack the Brew graphics team, uh, the unpaid graphics team, which is Ryan and I. <laughs> but Ryan held on to that graphic that you guys saw out for the D-backs from the seventh inning. And I told him, I said, I would make a Phillies one too, to be real fair with you, because it didn't feel like that game was over until the last pitch. No, I mean, you look at the Phillies offense, we, we know how deadly it is and sure, you know, Harper did struggle, um, a little bit Castellanos. What was it yeah. oh, for 23 yeah. to in the series yeah. after game that's, one? I mean, just horrible, one. but yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still Castellanos, still Trey Turner, it's still Kyle Schorber, still Bryce Harper. This is still one of the best offenses in baseball. And we've seen it time and time again. Yeah, I think they make up a two-run deficit. That's not hard for this offense. So, yeah, I was like, part of me was like, yeah, would it be cool to see Game 7 going to extras? Heck, yeah. But the other part of me was exhausted for from working with kids yeah. all day. I'm like, please, I do not want to spend another half an hour on a graphic. Please, Arizona, in this game. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a great series out in, you know, Arizona, out in Philly. 
But man, I don't think you can give enough credit to this Diamondbacks team just to grit and grind every single game. They come into Philly with the final two and Ryan and I talked about it. It is such a hard place to play in Philly and the D-backs just make Citizens Bank Park just look like it's another stadium to play in. Yeah, there is an article. I think it might have been Sports Illustrated. It was not just some random website that called Citizens Great Park, Citizens Bank Park, excuse me, the best home field advantage, not in baseball, but ever, which is, I mean, that's that's a bold take to make. There are some great home field advantages, but yeah, Philadelphia was as loud as possible. They play amazing uh, over in Philly when they play there. And we saw that the first two games. They go up 2-0. The offense is absolutely cruising. You have Wheeler dominating. You have Aaron Nola dominating. And it's like, you know, you end game two, 10 to nothing. And it's like, yeah, this is where we see the big boy mashers against uh, against a just a young Arizona team who's like, hey, better luck next year. They had a heck of a run, you know, going 5-0 and until they're going to get swept or they're going to lose in five. But this series isn't going back in f- going back to Philly, right? Because, you know, they're going to end it. And they just have an amazing run because they, other than game two, every game was a fight from this young Diamondbacks team. Yeah, it was insane. They go, you know, the Phillies go up 10-0 in game two and you're just like, wow. Like, there's no way this series ends well for the D-backs. And as you continually progress, you know, D-backs win a close one against the Phillies. D-backs walk it off in game four. And now all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, holy smokes, they could actually do it. And then game six, you know, I can't believe how good this series was. It was just, it was a classic series. You know, both of these series were just classics. Um, Obviously the Rangers Astros one wasn't as good of a game seven, but man, I, this is why we love playoff baseball, man. What a series. And honestly, two game sevens, it does not get much better than that. You can only hope the World Series goes seven. But looking back at the first two games in Arizona, Craig Kimbrell won blue or he didn't blow. It wasn't a save opportunity, but he gave up the walk off to Cattell Marte. He also struggled a ton, uh, gave up the lead in game four. And I, I mean, obviously this is not a bold take. Arizona was not won the series without Craig Kimbrell. And yeah, I know Kimbrell isn't the most likable person in the world, but it kind of sucks to see because this was, I mean, Hey, a historically dominant reliever back when he was with the Braves and he was good with the Red Sox, but after that struggles with Chicago, both Chicago's struggles with the Dodgers. And he had a solid bounce back year this year out of that Phillies bullpen. There's a reason he was in those positions in the postseason. but just to see it in like that, it's, I mean, it's just, it's yikes for someone who was without a doubt on the hall of fame path, you know, earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was rough to see, but when you're rooting for a comeback like that, man, like, seeing seeing these young guys just cut up a veteran like that is so crazy. You have to give the nod to guys like Corbin Carroll, who, again, just has an absolute hell of a playoff series. Cattell Marte, again, just a monster. Alec Thomas, all of these guys just all came together. I guess, I guess you could say is snakes alive. Snakes alive. That's that's what they were going with, which was I I kind of I kind of like that catchphrase. It's so simple, but it's it's so great for this Arizona team. But yeah, you mentioned Carroll, and honestly, his whole Arizona team they stole a hell of a lot of stolen bases in the regular season. They did not do that until later in the series, which was really confusing because once they started to steal, especially Carroll, 
they they reign whenever they want to. And it's just like, why didn't you do this before? And I think that's a a big reason that they they lost game one and two is because they just didn't put pressure on Wheeler and Nola. But I mean, yeah, Carroll's obviously he's he's a rookie year. He's one of the bright super going to be the next superstar in the game. Whatever, great, he's awesome. But it's not just him in Arizona. Obviously, Cattell Marte, he's the NLCS MVP. So obviously, that's the top guy right now. But you look at the other rookies, Alex Tom, Alex Thomas, man. You mentioned him already. He had a big home running game too in Milwaukee. That got Arizona's kind of rally going in that game too. Hate to bring back uh, old wounds, unfortunately. But I mean, he had a game tying home run. He had two big home runs in Arizona. And, and you look at Brandon Fat, who got sent down three times this year. He struggled a ton. He did not make the opening day roster. And he has been a huge part of this Diamondbacks success. Again, just like Montgomery, I don't believe the Diamondbacks are still alive without Brandon Fat. Yeah, 100%. Brandon Fad is the guy that I feel like he's going to be an unsung hero when this is all said and done. Because, like, you'll look at the insane rookie class of the Diamondbacks, but you're going to forget about Brandon Fod. If you, I mean, five, ten years down the road, he'll be a trivia question. I guarantee it. Because, it, I mean, you don't have that much success in a series as a rookie. You just don't. Like, it is, it is unheard of. And to be called upon when you have guys like Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly and all of a sudden you are the third option. A rookie who has been sent down three times is your third option. I can't believe that. A huge nod of the cap to the Diamondbacks. Insane, insane depth of bullpen too because game seven is not one without them. Wow. Just a entire hats off to the Diamondbacks franchise as a whole. Yeah, this Diamondbacks team, I mean, an upset in Milwaukee, obviously a huge stunner in LA to completely embarrass their NL rival or NL West rivals in the Dodgers. And then I feel like most people, including including myself, penciled in Philadelphia to win the series, especially after they went went down 2-0. Um, the D-backs, that is. Texas also had a great run, though. They they embarrassed the, the one seed Baltimore. They embarrassed Tampa Bay, who I picked to, to go to the World Series. And they obviously won four games in Houston. Two big runs. I don't know if they're Cinderella runs, but two big runs. Who do you think has had the most impressive run to the World Series? I think you have to give the nod to Arizona. And it's strictly because of who they played. The They played... You know, historic got his historic teams. The Brewers were looked upon and like there were articles written about how you can't sleep on this Milwaukee team. Milwaukee is so dangerous in the playoffs. And then obviously the Dodgers who've had continued success this year. This is the first year in like this decade. I think that the Astros and Dodgers haven't been like Astros or Dodgers haven't been in the like in the World Series, which is insane. And for the D-backs to take care of the Dodgers the way they did, dispose of them, and then to take down the team that was penciled in, I I just can't believe that. Um, but on the other side of that argument, I mean, the Rangers have a great case, but I just don't think it's quite as impressive as what the Diamondbacks did. And you have to mention, too, how young this D-backs team is. Like, that's just how that, I guess just, that's just how the cookie crumbles. I I know that, you can say that, I mean, obviously the Texas, Texas just beat Houston, who is just an insane dynasty. 
but I have to give it to the D-backs. I'm going to agree with you. Arizona was just a little more impressive. You know, yeah, they're the six seed going up against three, three seed Brewers. You know, you had some articles saying don't sleep on the Brewers, like you said. But at the same time, I'm not sure what Vegas had, but I know a lot of people and fans, media, were still picking Arizona to win this series, which is obviously understandable. They, they swept Milwaukee. Uh, you know, just sweeping the Dodgers blows my mind. But I, I still got to give a hell of a lot of love to the Rangers, man. Um, unfortunately for... Race fans, well, I mean, I guess it's their own fault, but the trop just isn't a hostile environment. And yes, Baltimore is a young team. I get it, but still it's a one seed. Camden Yards was absolutely rocking for those two games in Baltimore and just, just go embarrass them like that. It's, I mean, just incredible. And then take down a team who's been a dynasty and still will be a dynasty to not even let them reach the World Series. I mean, both these teams have, they have not been cakewalks to, to put it simple. Simply. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the way that you put that. Just not cakewalks. We've talked about both of these teams in depth. Ryan, what is your World Series pick? Oh, man. So I picked against Arizona, against Milwaukee, against LA, and against Philly. So I'm over three on there. Um, definitely, definitely doubted them. Then again, I picked against Texas to get swept in two games in the wild card series, also. And then I did pick them to beat Baltimore. And I did pick them to be Houston. So I'm I'm a little bit hotter with them. But then again, it's like I, I'm so I've doubted. You want to go Arizona. over four. You want to go over <laughs> Do four. I want to go over four, right? <laughs> Man, oh my God. It's so hard to say, oh, Arizona's an experience because they've built up that experience during this run. Carol yeah. and, and experience Thomas is not these, a thing anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It does not exist anymore in the World Series. But at the same time, it's this is the World Series. This is different than the wild card NLDS and LCS. This is the fucking World Series, man. Yeah. So I I think you can still use that as an argument, but it cannot, it absolutely cannot be your full argument against Arizona. Texas has the better offense. Corey Seager is going to finish second in NL MVP. Marcus Simeon is huge. Josh Young has been huge. Garcia, yes, obviously he's an absolute dog. The offense, top to bottom was better in Texas and they've shown that a little more Jordan Montgomery is red hot Nathan Evaldi is red hot Scherzer I don't know if you can fully trust him Brandon Fad, I don't know if you can fully trust a rookie in the World Series that's a he's been in some tough positions but it, it's hard to get much tougher than the than the goddamn fall classic okay lights don't get brighter than this <sighs> I'm going to doubt Arizona again, man. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I have nothing against this Diamondbacks team. I'm, I'm sorry. I have nothing against them. I want to make that very clear. They've been such an exciting young team. I love Corbin Carroll. I love watching this team play. I love stolen bases. I love speed. That's what Corbin Carroll and this Diamondbacks team is. They're fun to watch. I'm honestly probably rooting for them to win this series. I have not, I have no, Hey, I want to make that very clear, but I'm going to go Texas. You know what? Fuck it, man. Give me another game. Seven Rangers in seven. All right. We let Ryan go for a little bit there. I'm going to take the ladder. I'm going to root for the D-backs. Snakes alive. Great bullpen. Great starters. Carroll's electric. Cattell Marte. Evan, Long- Evan Longoria is playing like he's in his prime. Gabriel Moreno's a dog. I... I love how this D-backs team is constructed. I think that the D-backs are an extremely gritty young team 
who just went and took out a bunch of vets in a series that they, if you win, you're in the World Series. They just took out Schwarber, who has a ton, and I'm talking a ton of postseason experience, went one World Series with the Cubs, that he knows what it's like. Trey Turner was a Dodger. These guys all had experience. I mean, I think that you can pencil in if this series, I I like the way that Ryan put this. You have no ill. I have no ill intention toward the Rangers, toward the D-backs. There is no bad blood anywhere in this series. I am rooting for a good series. I'll be honest with you. If this series gets to six, seven, no idea. Honestly, no clue who is going to win the series. This series is literally decided by a coin flip in my head. If I was not if I was not as confident as I am in any of these teams, if I didn't know baseball, I would just literally flip a coin and that's who I would tell you. To be very honest with you, I'm not going to do that because like that would be really lame. But I'm going D-backs. Just it's also for this podcast, I think it'd be fun to kind of like have a little rivalry between me and Ryan here, but I'm saying Give me D-backs in seven. I, I like the idea of a game seven. This coming down to that would be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, Texas has had a, a couple heartbreaks in the World Series, obviously looking at 2011. I, I don't think Granger fans can handle another seven-game uh, World Series loss. But I want to apologize to Gabby Moreno. I didn't even mention him so far. He, he like, this was obviously a big rookie going the season, but he really put his name out there even more in that NLCS. So my fault for not even mentioning that guy, he's been an absolute dog behind home plate and obviously at the plate too. So, and he's been taking right hits there. too. He's been taking hits. Yeah. He can take hits. That's, that's what you love to see out of a rookie catcher. Exactly. I mean, this Diamondbacks team, so much fun, so much young talent. And even if Arizona does go down here, you know, it's, it's hard to say you'll be back. I know, I know a lot of people like to say that, but this team, this team should be there for, for the long haul. There are so many young teams who are going to be there for the long haul. And by the way, I absolutely love that. These are two smaller teams who, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, this is going to be like the least watched world series of all time. I remember when it was the same with the bucks and Suns and NBA finals, love this love, love, love how it's two smaller teams. Um, don't really care. Your wins just want a good series. Yep. A hundred percent agree. Ladies and gentlemen, Thanks for listening to another episode of Pack Your Beer. This one's a great one. Tweeted us your predictions. Tweeted us your predictions. Vote at the polls that come out when this episode is out. As always, the links are in the description. You can find us anywhere that you find your podcast. Thanks for listening to another one, and we will see you in the next episode.